0: Oh, <laughs> Brand alignment in business is so important. And nobody knows this better than high-level executive coaches. So today we're going to be talking to my guest, who is a high-level executive coach who knows that brand alignment in business is so important. And it's not just about one thing. It's about how you show up in business, it's about how you show up on camera in business and everything else in between. So if you want to hear the step-by-step process we took to getting her completely brand aligned, stick around because we're sharing all that in just a minute. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Vartanian, a civil engineer and attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things unique to conduct an outstanding zoom meeting it's about how to dress for the camera but it's not just about the clothes it's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally for the camera join me in the waist up wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk Hello, Virtual Nation. Thank you for joining us for yet another episode of Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm so thrilled that you're here and that you're going to get to hear my amazing expert today, who is a high-level executive co- coach and has so much to share with you in terms of brand and brand alignment and the work that she does and the work that her and I did together. But before I get started, I just want to say thank you for being here. I also want to say that we want to have a dialogue. We want to hear your thoughts. So drop your comments, drop your your dialogue here in the the comment box. I want to hear all the good nuggets that you have to offer and answer any questions that you have. So Without delaying any further, I also just want to thank my super awesome producer, Rick Miskoza, who's always here in the production room making everything happen, from me showing up on camera looking uh brand aligned to the lighting, to making sure everything just runs smoothly from sound to tech, everything in between. Again there, there he is showing up saying hello in his alter ego. And um we're just going to go ahead and get started, and I want to just take a moment to brag about- About my guest today. Uh, My guest today is somebody I've known for quite some time now. She is on a mission to help leaders navigate career and life transitions in the second half of their lives and to really have more freedom, more fulfillment, and more peace of mind as they do it and really reach their, their best um live their best life at that point. Um, she's an executive coach and mentor and speaker and author and golfer to boot and is an activist for women and girls. Like many um people, many of us here, um, she has um created her career in the in this this part of her life um at after have having been widowed and really has ended up creating an amazing and thriving executive coaching business who serves so many people and really helps them up level at that, in that second stage um, of their careers. Golf is a, a cornerstone to what she does and how she teaches and how she guides people. And it's a big part of her life. She is a mom and a grandmother of three granddaughters. So please help me welcome Tira Jarvis to the show. Welcome, Tira. How are you today? I'm great, Christine. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Looking oh, I am. To- I am so thrilled to have you. You are one of my dearest friends and uh, fellow entrepreneurs, and I just really enjoyed working with you and also learning from you because you are such um, such a different type of coach and mentor. You really focus in on getting people to a point where they are really excited about life right wherever they feel the gaps in their in their world you help them fill those gaps and you have this whole process and it's just so exciting but before i get started i just wanted like a 60 seconds getting to know you because i know uh, everybody out there wants to know a little bit more about like the secret of who Tira jarvis is <laughs> so um let me ask you this do you prefer playing golf or watching golf oh playing oh so it's a big part of your life <laughs> <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how uh, golf plays a role in your life. Well, I
1: I mean I, I speak about golf being a networking tool because where else will you have 4 hours of uninterrupted time in a beautiful setting on uh, getting to know people? And maybe it'll be a, a friend, maybe it'll be a service provider or maybe it actually could be a potential client. And so the networking potential of that is huge. From a leadership development standpoint, it's also huge because it serves as a metaphor for business. You have to visualize the shot. You have to strategize what shot you're going to hit. You have to pick a club. You have to make decisions and you have to have confidence in those decisions. And then we have a saying um, there's some coaches out of Arizona that, that coined this, not me, but once you've made your decision, you don't think when you're in the play box. You actually get in and execute the shot without getting in your head. And so you're looking at um, positive affirmations, you're looking at actually executing, and you're looking at meeting people. So gives yeah. do a chance to practice. And mostly for women I find specifically, because if if they don't have confidence and you can see it play out in golf, they're not gonna make decisions. They're gonna ask people to help them. You know, which, what would you hit here? What shot should I hit here? And it really is a metaphor for possibly other areas in their life. But mm-hmm. I do like to play for fun. I'm actually I have my granddaughters in golf classes now, so that's something they do with me. And I do play competitively on occasion, but I haven't really been working on that part of my game. I do love to watch the lady professional players. I've traveled internationally to see them play in the Solheim Cup. So vacations usually go places where there's a golf. there's always going to be a golf course, so.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, I love the metaphor that you have really, um, that you use in your work with your clients. Cause you know, golfing has always been known to be like that place where people can actually network, but you take it even a step further. And just the metaphor for all the touch points Mm -hmm. in the game is really, it's a really some, it's a really great way to relate that to business. And I I know you do that in your work and, Mm -hmm. and I think it's remarkable what you do there. And I just have a question for you. What's your... Most famous golf course, or the your favorite golf golf course that you ever played on?
1: Well, that's a pretty special story, but I actually had the the privilege to play Cypress Point on the seventeen mile drive. It's a very exclusive private golf course. And only because my husband has guts beyond guts, he we got paired up with a couple that were members there, and it was a lifelong dream that he would ask if it ever happened that he would ask if they could get us on. And he had the guts to say, to ask, and they said yes. And they got us on Cypress Point. So it was not very many, no, not very many people get to play it. Um, They do have unaccompanied guest play now, but you have to be invited by a guest. And it was one of the best experiences ever. And we got to invite my high school friend and her husband. So we made a weekend out of it and it was beautiful.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that story. I get, I, I just got goosebumps. Cause I remembered here. I remember hearing the story cause I've heard that story before. And mm-hmm. I think something inside me wanted to ask you a question. Cause I knew there was a really good story behind that. What do you think about that? Rick, huh? Rick, the producer in the background, he's a golfer too, but <laughs> he's going to be really bashful that I'm calling him out right now because he probably does not want to come on camera because he's not waist up wardrobe appropriate right now. <laughs> but I'm sure he is going, wow, Cypress Point, right? Is it Cypress Point? Yeah, Cypress yeah. Point. <laughs>
1: One of the things that's actually pretty special about it, I mean, I know Band and Dunes uses the saying, their brand s- signal is um, golf as it was meant to be played. But that is the golf course where golf where it's meant to be played.
0: Okay. So, so you know, Rick is bashful, <laughs> but he just private messaged me saying that's <laughs> a great course. He's played it once, too. Oh, my God. Yeah, you only have to play it
1: once. you die to be able to play it again.
0: <laughs> well, here's another thing I just want to point out from that story is that you said that your husband had the guts to ask. That is such a key thing to be an entrepreneur. Right. And it is probably something that comes into your work with your clients all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna get get started. Just I want to just squeeze the juice out of everything I get to talk to you about today. I'm so I'm so excited. So, um, you hold yourself out to be an executive type coach, and you really have a very um, specific target market. And I just want to learn more about that specific niche of of a market that you really love to work with. And um, tell us about how like you ended up really isolating that as your sweet point that the really that's where you get your joy
1: well i i think the, the 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 fact that i'm there is not an accident just like with you right it's where i am it's where i live right yeah. and um i might be a few steps ahead of somebody all right but this group of people that i work with are looking at fewer days ahead than behind them so they've got success They've had a lot of growth experiences and there's an urgency around this next chapter of their life, this next quarter of their life, whatever that might be. They don't want to leave it on the table. They don't want to have not tried. And they really want to be able to manifest something that they haven't really maybe been able to do thus far. And so and I do believe This is a non-traditional group of people. So like some of the work that we did in the branding space, that's me. I'm a non-traditional person. I entered the workforce at 17. I retired at 47. I earned both my degrees working full time. I was entrepreneurial within a major organization. It wasn't until I decided I always knew I would work in retirement because I was not going to be a traditional retiree not because there wasn't money. It was because I need to grow. I need to grow. I need to develop. I need challenges. I need to see things that keep me going. And I didn't think that I would be a business owner because I tried contracting after I retired for a while. But just like we find out in <clears> the <throat> other kind of non-business, non-ownership experience, you don't have control over the, what you do. You don't have control over location. You don't have control over time. And you may not even have control over how you're valued and what you got paid. And I just, I just, I mean, I did get some guidance. I was looking at a corporate HR job because people and organizational development and teams, that's always been my, my functional education, but that's not the environment I wanted to do it in. I wanted to work with people that really wanted to grow, really wanted to develop you know, we're coachable and we're looking for somebody to really be a partner with them and provide a safe environment that they felt would allow them to really explore what was really next for them.
0: Yeah. And this, the the fact that they are in a phase of life where they've, they've done so much, right. They have experienced so much. They're Mm -hmm. almost really dialed in on where they are really good at and what they're really good at and where they need to grow. Do you mm-hmm. feel like that's the case with many of your clients? Like they really know, they know they're really good at something, but the other, the, and they know where the gaps are. Well, I think
1: it's more that they, they know where they've been for sure. Yeah. But what they, it's kind of like the outliers, 10,000 hours. Like how do they put it all together and weave it all together? and decide what's going to be next when it's an unknown that's next. I mean, they could continue to do what they've always done, but it's like, how do I explore where I could take this to this next place for me? Yeah. And so the part that they have to be coachable is very true. Um, we all have fear. We all have scarcity. We all have limiting beliefs, no matter how successful we are. But until you have a partner that can actually hear you say those things, you don't realize how disempowering they really are yeah and so I had self-procured coaching i all throughout my whole life. I never really realized it. I don't know if that comes from my athletic, you know athletic experiences or whatever, but coach was always a role that I took advantage of. And so when it was suggested to me, oh, you don't want to go into h r, and I realized it was all about compliance and learning laws, that wasn't what I wanted to do. I wanted to, create spaces where people could do their best work and feel really good when they went home and not kick the dog or get angry or do whatever, you know, I wanted it to be that they loved what they were doing. And he yeah. uh, said, you know, you should look into coaching. It's going to be really big and it's going to, there's going to be people that are really going to need and value what you have to offer them. And, uh, and that's the value of the work that I do. I really love it. And, you know, we always go with who's your ideal client. They don't really fit in a niche. And I struggle sometimes with the wording of it. It is leaders, but it's any sector. I work with business owners. I work with, you know, nonprofit leaders. I work with anybody that sees themselves in a leader in whatever position they're in. But the, the rub is they've either hit a career bump. Maybe they've been fired. Maybe they're being phased out. Maybe they're not being valued. Maybe they're trying to figure out how to get to the next level. But in the business owner space, it could be anything. I helped somebody shut down a business. I mean, she, she thought when we started working together in 2020, right in the heart of COVID, that by the end of six months, we would have a plan for her to exit her business. She owned an environmental consulting firm. She was very into like a lot of government contracts here in california because of the environmental stuff and uh, she had a broker and it was stalled and it wasn't going anywhere and i've been following up with her and you know staying in connection with her and she goes you know what now's the time we need to do it but she shared with me in her testimonial that she thought that we would have a plan by december well she actually sold it by december and she got more than what she wanted for it and she was Moving forward to a transition where she actually served as a board member on this new company board representing her legacy company. She did that for a year. But during this first year after, she spent January skiing in Utah with her family, which is exactly what she was trying to do, was create this retirement lifestyle. People that are getting ready to retire that want to craft or find... I mean, business ownership isn't going to be for everybody. It's not for the faint at heart. It's going to require some money. It's going to require some things. But you learn so quickly and you really can see transformation in yourself by doing it. I have a client right now that's getting ready to leave a corporate job and be a franchise owner. Yeah. You've done that before. Yeah. Um, so there's the that's the exciting part of that space is creating yeah. something and helping people accelerate their path because they have a partner. They don't have to do it on their own. They don't have to do it on their own.
0: Yeah. So you act like almost like their partner. You've got their hand, you've got their back. And you are I view you and we've talked about this as the accelerator, right? You cause them to fast forward it, to do mm-hmm. it fast. Yeah. And they might already have thought about it, but they're just, they just, how do they get there fast? You are their sort of eyes and ears and you, you have this foresight into figuring out how to fast forward it. And I think that is one of your geniuses. We've talked about this so many times and it is like such an amazing thing in your process. And it's so interesting because somebody like you is a high level executive coach who can see right to where the problem is and accelerate her client to that point, get her through all the Yuckiness, the mud to get to that point where they are now living their dream, or they've sold their company, or they've created the franchise they want to, is such a. I think that's your your zona genius. So somebody like you um, knows how important branding is too, and really understands that. You just said that that it, hiring a coach, being being coached in different areas of life is really impactful and really important right because if we don't know how to do something ourselves the fast track to it is just hire the coach right and
1: just a sec the the thing that's yeah. the nuance about what i want to say in response to what you're saying is that the path to that answer is usually me listening and asking them questions they have the answer it's just so muted that they can't hear it and until I ask a certain question and then we get to see the light go on, well, wait a minute, I, I can take another action. I can do that, you know, and they can do it in a safe enough environment because, you know, I mean, we all have families that love us, but in most cases, they have a vested interest in whatever decision you're going to make or not make because they're part of it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's, then you take their fear. Oh, what if, what if she leaves her job? What if she, what if, what if she, shuts down, what are we going to do? Then you take on all that family um, anxiety with you. And so having a place to actually go, oh, I could do that there. I mean, one of my, one of my clients, I did a strategy session with her and she was a executive at HP and she would, was head widowed. And you know she was just trying to figure out what's going to be next. Her son was in college. She was home now. And I just said, "What if you could do anything, what would it be? And she said, I would teach math at the college level. Awesome, right? This was so talented. Naval officer taught math to the, you know, blue angels. I mean, she was really had a whole litany of things that she had accomplished in her time. And as we were talking, we were getting ready for her to get her credential at Sac State. and She would stay where she was at and everything. And I said, well, if you could do it anywhere, where would you do it? And she said, well, I would do it in Monterey. I'd go to the University of Monterey because then I could be near my mom. Awesome, right? Well, that's where we leave it. But what happened to her, fast forward like three or four years, USC ended up entering a program, a master's program that was a joint master's women vets program. She was candidated to go into that program. She then got an early retirement offer. She got to leave HP and she ends up, teaching at USC in this program yeah wow i we mean i've never seen that but it was that path that she set herself on that i believe attracted these opportunities to her absolutely. seeing it as
0: possible seeing it as possible Absolutely. And you're part of that. And mm-hmm. so you have this, you know, keen sense of being a decision maker. I mean, you you make decisions right away. I mean, obviously you you have all the facts, but you, you're good at making decisions. You're good judge a character because you can see through clients and or people and figure out what they're where they're missing and what, what they've got going for them. Um, so I just have a question that it kind of I want to kind of turn the topic around to. When you and I first started working together, I know you had, we had talked, you'd known me for a little bit of time. What made you decide to, first of all, I know you, you understand that, um, brand image is really important in business. So that goes without saying, but, um, when, when did you decide to engage me, um, to help you with image and, um, and, and wardrobing you?
1: Well, and just to clarify, branding and image is important for everybody, not just business owners, right? Yeah. I I wish it wasn't so, but people make judgments about people. And they make judgments about people, what they can do and what they can't do based on their impressions of who they see and how they act. So, you know yeah, I had a non-traditional job and I can swear like a sailor, but if I do that in the wrong situation, they're going to judge me for being a potty mouth or, you know, something like that. So it's, it's what you say, it's how you show up. It's what you do, you know, and unfortunately, you know, so many of us have gotten lulled into this, you know, nightmare of COVID where we don't take pride in our appearance or what we look Mm -hmm. or our hygiene or whatever. And the reality is it affects how we feel it affects us on the inside and that projects us on the outside. So do you have enough energy? Do you have an, a vibration level? Are you somebody that's attracting enough to people want to know you or want to know how you can help them? So you yeah. take all of that on top of wardrobing or like the work we did with the set and, and you have to do it within obviously within your means, but we met obviously pinnacle mastermind. You were relatively new. I was kind of on the way out. I loved your energy. I loved your vibrancy and your relevancy and your passion for what you do. We're both technical analyst type people. I think we fit into that mode. Um, But I just, and I I do, I have, I'm not an ageist by any stretch of the imagination. If there's somebody younger than me that knows something that I want that advantage, just like a, a coach helps you get competitive advantage. The people that are in your network are going to help you have competitive advantage over what you do. So we met. I love that you were, you know, one of the sponsors at that event. I checked, you know, I always supported everybody that was doing things whenever I could. And um, when it came time to look at my wardrobe, I had lost 30 pounds. And as you know, I was still wearing the same clothes because my inside image still saw me as an extra large or not somebody that had you know, had some success in my weight loss game. Mm. And so we had a complete edit and get that. And you kept saying, Terry, that's not your size. (laughs) It wasn't just color. It was what were you going to wear that would, and it was an adjustment because your mind has set points around how it sees itself. Mm. And it started with that. And I also think the advantage, again, I might be not typical. I'm not a shopper. I have a sister that does nothing but pound through racks. That is not me. I'm on a mission. I want to show up, show me what you're going to show me. I'm going to get that, 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 and that. I was exposed to personal shopping so long ago, um, back when I first got introduced to Nordstrom's. It's a decision-making thing for me. I want somebody to help me collaborate on the decision. And I found that the work that we did in the wardrobing and setting up my I don't remember what you called it when we set up my schedule for the week and I knew exactly what I was going to wear. I remember showing up at the e-woman conference. My whole suitcase was completely organized. And the lady that I shared a room with literally had everything, including the kitchen sink in her suitcase. I mean, and she looked at me and she goes, you have a plan for every day, what you're going to wear? I go, yeah, I don't have time to think about that. That's just great energy. (laughs) But literally. I love that. <laughs> to a trip you're going to oh i don't know what i'm going to wear i might want to wear that and you just throw everything in there I and mean, we had it every day every you know, everything was anyway it it's the decision making and when you and you talk about this a lot in some of the stuff that you do if you already know what you're going to put on that day and what you're going to do if you've got a meeting which hopefully those will start happening again or you you're going to be online on camera um You don't have to think about it that morning. It's all, you know what what Julia and and we can get lazy just like we can with any other kind of planning. But to me, saves if you care, it saves you so much time.
0: And we're looking for micro minutes wherever we can find them. Absolutely. And it really, you're right. It's about decision fatigue, right? You mm-hmm. want to avoid that decision fatigue, because especially if you're, you have a busy life, if you have things to get done, you're a high achiever, it's one less decision you have to make that is so important in the way you show up to your community and the people that you want to engage with. Mm-hmm. Uh so it sounds like you enjoyed the transformation. So in a nutshell, I, I just would ask, um, and I know I'm putting me on the spot here, but how was it the general transformation for you? Was it what all you expected it to be? What could have been done better? What would you, what would you say was um, the standouts um, during the transformation? Was it what you expected it? Just kind of like a, a great little, I threw a lot of questions at you. <laughs>
1: I mean, first of all, I love the process. I, I mean, it's a, it's a self-nurturing process. And when you're taking care of yourself, I mean, and, and you do it from head to toe. So, And then we segued it into the set stuff. So we talked about hair. We talked about hair color. We talked about makeup. We talked about not only clothing. And, you know, I, um, I I've just always wanted one key person to help me with those things. Um, and, and I relied on your feedback and I trusted your feedback. Now, the reality is I got my COVID weight, some of it back on. And so not a lot of the things that we found fit me, but I'm on a quest to, to make, to, to turn that around because I loved everything that we came up with and everything that we did. And I always think about, you know, my color palette or whatever, and other people had given it to me, but it was seeing it and seeing kind of the things that we did. And then you also challenged me to get a little bit out of my comfort zone, you know, because you have to kind of break that. So I've always prided myself on someone that didn't look or act my age so that nobody would know <laughs> what that was. And, you know, you were always pushing me to be kind of more on trend to a certain extent, not a lot, not out of character, but a few of my earrings might not have been comfortable for me, but I always get compliments on them. And um, yeah. you know, a few of the things might not have been something I would have selected, but I mean, the kimono I wear all the time, I'll wear it this weekend to a bridal shower. I mean, it's, yeah. they're just, they're really classic pieces that allow you to actually have some fun with wardrobing, And when you're having fun with that, you show up different, Yeah, you show up different,
0: Absolutely. And so here's the thing. I mean, you just hit nail on the head. It's like about having an expert in a certain field really take you in a direction that maybe you would have, wouldn't have otherwise gone yourself. It mm-hmm. always has to feel like you can own it when you wear it. Um, You know, of course, like I do tend to push clients out of their comfort zone a little bit, but not to the point where they feel like this is not me. I could never show up in public like this. Mm-hmm. Because it is important to really interject some of that thing that things that keep you current. And thank you for allowing me to push you and um and and for trusting me because this is it was it was more it's a journey and it's um it's really a relationship. When yeah. when you hire somebody in sort of that capacity as an image consultant, somebody's gonna be in your closet telling you how to dress, you know, there's this vulnerability involved. And so that is definitely something where you have to have a good relationship. And, and so thank you for trusting me with that. Especially, it's even more uh it's even more powerful that you're an executive coach, you understand what image does. You also had a background, you, kn- you knew the image was important from your younger years. I mean, you know, you know it's important. You take t- you take your granddaughters out to shop. For- clothes you know how important clothes can be a tool to up level that emotional vibration so i I appreciate so much the the journey that we both went on and I you know and it, it was interesting because go ahead
1: well just I want there's a there's a nuance that I could make today that I might not have been able to make before right because it's it's so much it's so important to tap into you and what you like and what's going to make you feel better rather than some extrinsic image of what that needs to be. Right. And in my younger days, it was, you know, Oh, I want that because that other person has it or something like that. It's so much more important that it's, it's really driven by what do you feel good about? So with, with my little girls, you know, I mean, what do little girls have control over? Not a lot, but I like them to be able to choose, choose, Mm -hmm. not have things just handed to them, but okay. What would, which of these do you like choose? Cause I'm trying to get them to really tap into, you know, their own style and their own
0: taste. Well, and that speaks to your role as a mentor for women and a leader and advocate for women and young girls, right? Because mm-hmm. you want to empower them. And mm-hmm. so that it's very aligned with who you are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as we spoke about your styling you piece, the head to toe style that we work I mean, we edited the closet, we got it down to the pieces that really meant like made you feel good that had a purpose had a function we moved in you know we did some work about getting you ready for events which was you know that's always fun because now you have you have the toolbox now mm-hmm. how to put it all together but then uh, very shortly after that you engaged me to help you design the sets that you sit at right now the one that you're sitting at right now mm-hmm. and uh, we did something really interesting where we created a dual set for you and I'm just curious you know was during sort of the time when we were all working from home and we knew how sets are important. So what was the decision? Like what made you make that decision to go? Yeah. You know, maybe I do, I would like to talk to Christine about my set and, um, and see if we can do something with it.
1: Well, first of all, I don't know that I would have thought about it unless you had actually seen that this is important. Right. And at the time early on in COVID, you know, people were showing up with, I mean, if they knew how to do a virtual background, who knew what it was? And, you know, you had all this stuff going on. And I, if I'm honest, even still today, it's not very professional. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of really professional people yeah. not taking that aspect of their online presence very seriously. Yeah. So to many, mine might seem like overkill. But again, we just took me to another level and have another stamp of who I am. And so I found it to be quite fun. I mean, if we'd have had choice and money was no object, I would have been able to get rid of this bookcase, but I wasn't gonna spend the money or the time and it's so big and I would have had to hire somebody to help me get it out of here. But that, we worked with it, we worked with it. Right, yeah. so yeah. and, and I'm not gonna tell you that getting all my books out of there and finding the ones that were only the right color, <laughs> <that's-> <laughs> I, mean, I do um, be crazy with that. I know. <laughs> I love my Tiffany lamp. Yeah. And I love, you can't really see my picture still cause we haven't figured out how to light that up a little bit. And I love that my golfer, my Argo golfer yeah. is up on the backdrop. So I always see her. And then that little piece of ceramic rose, my oldest granddaughter made that in ceramics class. So she's up there and I just think that it's, it's everything up there has some meaning to me. And so, yeah. When I sit down here, even if I've been a little bit lazy with how I look, I know it looks like I'm in an office. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, an I, yeah, and I and that was very intentional. Getting everything in there to be, you know, uh, reminiscent of the brand or have a deep meaning to you was really important because mm-hmm. it's important to surround yourself with things that you really cherish and love and resonate with so that you feel like excited to get on camera. Cause most people don't want to get on camera. This helps you get on camera. Now I want to show the before. Um, oh, if, you, if you don't mind, I, I, Rick has it in the, in the production room. He's going to pull it up. No, the before that was the after you're fast forwarding, Rick. <laughs> this is the before that's right. So the before picture, um, and you know, the thing is we had the, credenza behind you to work with I had suggested you paint it white and you're like mm, yeah not no that's not gonna happen Christine think of something else
1: <laughs> it was basically a storage area yeah
0: yeah yeah so we basically re- we 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 put it to better use right mm-hmm. I know that there was sort of that the work that had to go in of emptying the whole thing out and finding room for other things. But honestly, I feel like that was part of the real, the, the journey and that the clearing, just like when we cleared the closet, I don't know if you remember when we cleared yeah. the closet of all the stuff that wasn't serving you anymore or mm-hmm. needed to have, find another home. It was like you, we, we decluttered and we cleared all the stuck energy. Yeah. Do you feel that way about this as well? Yeah.
1: I mean, I still can do a better job finding I mean, I live in a small place, but finding more functionality and there was some things that we did that I didn't complete, like the side table and I've got, you know, so there's some things that we talked about that just require a focus just like any other project. So, I mean, we got it to a certain point, it functions, it's, you know, more than functional Um, to get the space to really work for me in all cases, um, given my space constraints, I I got some work to do in in that area.
0: Yeah. And then let's go back to your current screen. Cause I want you to, I want, or the after picture if Rick, if you have that one. Um, and so here it is a little bit better lit up when we took the after picture. Um, but you know, it really does change it. The brightens the mood, right. And of course, um, the blues align with the brand and it just, it really, really made you stand out as the focus yeah. and it's in harmony behind you without being like overly distracting. So, um, how, did, so, how do you feel about it when you look at it? I do. How did we
1: get that lighting so bright in? <laughs> no, well,
0: the I... Tiffany lamp is working just fine. Okay. I think you might have had the, your light that you're sitting right now with might be a little bit too low. That might be one of the reasons why. I mean, and mind you, this picture was taken probably, what, six months, six or seven or eight months ago. So, you know, things shift, of course. and You have to always be on, thinking about where things are so we can actually... Revisit that and get you a little bit better lit right now as you currently are. So let's go back to your your frame right add now
1: Add just so that it didn't get missed I mean yeah. we not we didn't just do like how you worked with the furniture and how you Decorated it from your interior design background, but yeah, we looked at sound we looked at lighting We looked at cameras. I purchased you know an actual so it was a set and I know you want it to be something that doesn't have to be dismantled and put back that quite hasn't worked but Uh, Because even if I take my computer to go to a meeting, I got to (laughs) unassemble.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But
1: the idea is, is that you're really taking every aspect of it seriously. And it's the same thing. I mean, my friend sells office space, that's a set, you know, well, this way, you can actually do it for yourself and have, you know, have it certainly look like that. Now, what I say is that you were pretty creative in looking for alternate places to work. So I know we're going to talk about one other one right now. Yeah. But that wallpaper alone did more for my inside. First of all, it was a project that my oldest stepdaughter and I got to do together. So we got to do it. And when I sit in the living room and I look into the office, that is what I see. And it changes my mood every time I look at that wallpaper. Isn't it remarkable? I love. I mean, I know there's been a few facebook lives i've done from the other side of the desk so it's in the backdrop i love looking at it yeah you know, sitting yeah. in the desk chair and looking at those peonies i just can't yeah tell. i love that wallpaper well,
0: yeah and rick just pulled it up um so here's the thing i just want the audience to know is that you had expressed this desire to have a lighter background and a, and you know as opposed to the dark background that you sit on against right now because you know the maybe the different colors you're wearing, but also you want your Facebook lives to look a little different
1: mm-hmm. than maybe
0: your executive calls. And so we came up with the idea, this is for the benefit of the audience, of being able to create a dual set. So as Tira sits there right now, and Ricky can pull up her picture as she's sitting there right now on her set, um, as she sits there right now, and let's pull out of this uh, floral picture really quick. As she sits there right now, she has this backdrop of this, you know, executive space where we worked with this piece of furniture that was the constant. It wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going to be painted. We weren't going to replace it with a white credenza. That's what it was going to look like. And then we really used it to its maximum potential. We organized it. We put everything in it so thoughtfully with the color scheme and so forth. But at the same time, Tira was like, I like it, but there are times where I want to be on a different background. So what do we do? So we came up with the idea of having her take the her chair, simply take her chair, chair and flip it around to the other side of the desk. And what we get to see on the other side, which is the wall she's facing right now and gets to look at is this next picture that Rick will pull up of the floral wallpaper. And basically it was a wallpaper. It was a stick and peel wallpaper that we put up there. And it's a, such a beautiful paper. First of all, the blues are aligned with the brand. It, it, it feels sort of, it feels like you're kind of like in this dream. Honestly, when I look at it, it's just such a dreamy paper. Wow.
1: It feels like floaty cloud-like.
0: Yeah. And then you get to actually have this dual set. So you mm-hmm. have this functionality of be having the executive set. And all you have to do is take that chair, move it to the other side of the desk, and then you have this other mm-hmm. uh, backdrop behind you, which I think really, really um, solved that issue of having, you know, a lighter background, the darker background. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on that? No, I I just, I love it. I love it to yeah. death. We had, I don't know if you have the
1: picture of the dragonfly motif, but I had always been advised yes. that I should put, you know, some kind of a wall hanging on this dining room wall and um you didn't want me doing my flip charts in there i mean because i'll do strategy sessions in there where i'm drawing all over the place um but i love that the dragonfly is present in my house it's everywhere i mean it is my it's my image it's my image of transformation it's the symbol that i chose uh the month after my husband died um his two daughters and i were on a trip to portland and we decided to get tattoos. And so my dragonfly is my tattoo. Two years later, that turns out to be my image for my business. And now everybody always gets me dragonfly stuff. So to have that in the, in the, in the kitchen, every time I go in there, it's again on
0: color. And then there's this dragonfly and it's, yeah. it's with me well, all yeah, we did this pretty this little revamp of a little interior design work, you know, with the both dual the dual set. But then mm-hmm. we also have this beautiful panel of uh, the de- dragonfly that I'll end up I'll put in the comments a picture of it because we don't okay. have a picture of it ready mm-hmm. to pull up, but we'll put it in the comments so people can see what you're talking about. But another backdrop, really, I mean, that's also another space where you could take your computer, sit in front of it, and have that in the background. So really, um have
1: strategy sessions in there because the lighting. Yeah. Bit brighter for me, but
0: uh. yeah, so you know, it's, it's like a triple set. It's a triple threat set. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it was such a joy working with you, Tira, just as I coach you through all these things, I learned so much from you. I learned about your business, your work. it was a thrill. I just um, I just really enjoyed the process. You are so great at what you do, and I feel like you don't toot your horn enough so i wanted to make sure that you know that i got a chance to interview you on the program so that everybody can really hear about just the things you've done the where you come from just your story of retiring at 47 and you know and just and that something that people don't know about you is i used to climb those telephone poles right (laughs) because you used to work was at&t
1: well it wasn't (laughs) it wasn't at that time but um it was one. No. So it probably wasn't at that time. So anyway, um, yeah, I was a cable repair person.
0: Yeah. I mean, nobody yeah. would know that about you looking yeah. at you.
1: <laughs> Every once in a while I'll throw a few pictures, um, on Facebook just so everybody, yeah. it was a case? Case. It's just, for me, it was again, one of those choices. I'd been bypassed for promotions cause I didn't have field experience. Yeah. So I said, and we talked about that before, control over my circumstances is what, I, what always gets me in action. I don't like not having control over something. And yeah. so I tried twice and I got that job and I did it for seven years while I was going to Sac State. So I was going to school full time with a very demanding job because these are, the, these are the workers that when it's raining, they're working t- around the clock and I'm trying to get time off to go to school. So again, not very traditional in that environment either. Um, but I, it was an incredible experience. I wouldn't replace it ever. I was older than most women that were going out and doing that. Um, but I met some great people I, that actually is where I met my second husband. Yeah. Um, and you know, I just, I, I learned at the end, cause I'm not going to tell you, I didn't have a chip on my shoulder and I wasn't going there with my Dukes up all the time, but. Um, I learned that there was a lot of things I didn't want to do and nobody wanted to do those things. And it wasn't that I couldn't do them. I just didn't want to do them. And once you learn learn that it's not about you being a woman, that's not why you can't do it. Nobody wants to be up a pole in a 40 mile an hour wind. Nobody wants to go into a house and go behind somebody's refrigerator, go under somebody's house. Nobody wants to do that. Nobody. But if I hadn't challenged that, I might've left with the wrong impressions and, Well, you know, I can do anything that I put my mind to.
0: Absolutely. And that's something you work with your clients on a lot. And the audience today has a really special treat. And I can't believe Tierra is offering this with the hashtag image and shine. Um, If you drop that in the comments when you're watching this, uh, hashtag image and shine, Tira has offered to give you a 60 minute strategy session, which is like amazing, incredible. I mean, just that session alone will be such a powerful time with somebody like Tira, who's an executive coach who like with all the things, the touch points in their process. So hashtag image and shine and um, and put that in the uh, in the in the comment box and you'll get the strategy session with Tira Tira. Thank you so much for being here, for honoring me, for I mean you've practically given me a testimonial on this show. I really, really appreciate that. Hashtag image and shine, put that in the comment box. And again, I am so honored that you're here and I can't wait to talk to you soon again. And there you have it, Waste Up Wardrobe Nation. That is Tira Jarvis and her incredible journey and her, you know, just her work as an executive coach. And just as I wrap up with the Waste Up word of Weekly Wrap Up, remember that the main takeaway is you always have to think about aligning your brand in every area with image and the way you show up on camera and your body language and the way you really express your brand um, so that you can stand out as a business owner and as a person who really wants to be visible. Um, Some tips you can think about is, you know, so, Really consider hiring an expert to help you in some areas that you're not really the best at. I mean, we all need experts. We all need people to help us get through certain touch points in life. We can't be an expert of everything. We can't know everything. The fast track to up-leveling in certain areas is really getting together with an expert, whether it's a business coach or somebody like me who's an image consultant. Wherever that area you need that most help in Think about really hiring the expert so that you can be fast-tracked to the result action item Think about the transformations today that we discussed, the transformation of the wardrobe um, that Tira explained, the transformation of her set, the idea, the creativity of taking it from one set to a dual set, to even a triple set. We created three sets for her. And think about what you can do to uplevel your space, to up-level your image, so that you can, too, shine and really be able to be visible to the people that matter to you, to the potential clients that you want to be seen and heard in front of. And there you have it, of. Wardrobe Nation. That is the Waste Up Wardrobe weekly wrap up. And I'll see you next week at the same time, 1130 Pacific, right here on Facebook on the Waste Up Wardrobe page so that we can bring you one more episode where we can help you up level in business and in your entire brand.